What up? Welcome to the Continual Growth Podcast, where our goal is to help you create happiness through growth. And the way we do that is by every week bringing you the tips and tricks to help you kill every day and on your fucking life. I'm Bawanka. I'm your host. It's episode 77. And you know we're about to bring that hot fire. So today we have a very, very special guest, David Meltzer. He's been an entrepreneur for over 25 years. Uh, he's been involved in several companies and currently sits as a CEO of Sports One Marketing, which is the world's leading sports and marketing agency. Not to mention, he co-founded the company with Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon for all you football fans. So Dave is not only known for his business ventures, he's also an active motivational speaker, life coach, author, and philanthropist, just to name a few. So we met Dave uh, yesterday. We've been trying to get him on the podcast for a while. Um, he was nice enough to take some time out of his day to come and share some of his uh, some of his knowledge and some of his tips with the continual growth community. He's ready to be of service, and that's what today's episode is all about. Dave. Thank you so much for being here and taking the time out of your day to, to come on the podcast. Ah, it's my pleasure. You know, just humbly, I always like the intro. I'm the CEO that travels the world helping people. And that's really the paradigm uh, that I've shifted in my own life. And starting out when I was young, I, I was of service in a different way. You mm -hmm. know, like I believe in exponential growth and exponential growth has to be continual with a consistent behavior. But one of the factors that really help with growth is acceleration. Right, You could grow a little, but if you have great acceleration, all that little growth turns into exponential growth before someone else has what you would call continual growth. Like, like the compound effect. Absolutely. Okay. The compound effect of one times two times three times four permeations of, of numbers happen from continual behavior. Well, at five years old, my dad left and left me with a single mom, six kids, no money. My mom worked two jobs, second grade teacher, and then filled up turnstiles at the 7-Eleven greeting cards and put us in the car and handed us a bag for dinner, which usually had bologna or peanut butter and jelly in it. But I was happy. The only time I wasn't happy, though, when I was young, was my mom would cry because we didn't have enough. Right, car would break down. We couldn't go to summer camp. She was worried how she was going to send six kids to college. And in her mind, the fetus wasn't fully developed till after graduate school. Mm -hmm. So not going to college was not an option. You know, my mom was a black belt in the martial art of Jewish guilt. So she was a third degree martial artist. And, okay. you know, man, you did not want to hurt her feelings in any way because it was just death. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I worked really hard. Uh, and I made uh, nine months out of law school uh, my first million dollars. And I bought my mom that house. I bought her a car. I paid off my law loans. So I made an investment in myself so that I could be of service to my family. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for people to understand the first person that you're of service to is yourself. You know, there is no balance uh, at the beginning of your life. There, there shouldn't be a balance. You should be of service to yourself. You should be building yourself, creating a foundation, understanding your values because you can't give what you don't have. Mm -hmm. And if you are consistently only giving things away, you will only weaken yourself and therefore not be able to help as many people. Mm -hmm. uh, even as an example, my mom, who's a huge catalyst, you know, all my siblings went to the Ivy League. She uh, was an extraordinary teacher and then principal and has changed many lives and had great impact, but she never took care of herself. Mm -hmm. Right. And so now, whether, you know, it's physically take care of herself, financially take care of herself, all because she wanted to be of service. Yeah. 
I tell people, be a service to yourself first. Yeah. And I know uh, we just had a, like an episode on this. And yesterday you were speaking about like the most important investment you've ever made is investing in yourself. Um, so yeah, that just, that just touches on it right there. And it's important, right? We all love to give. And as we grow, we have to receive, right? And receive not everything that we want. And when I talk about receive, we got to ask big. I always tell people, you cannot, you cannot dream as big as God or as big as the universe. I don't care what you can't dream that big. We don't understand the infinitum of time, the infinitum of space. So if we don't understand how big time and space are, mm-hmm. how can we dream as big as what's available to us? Yeah. And everything's available to us. So, you know, we, we have to be very focused on, you know, everything comes through us to be of service. And the more you have, the more you can be of service to others. Yeah. And it's not just money. I'm yeah. talking about inspiration. I'm talking about, you know, your own knowledge. I'm talking about skills. And I'm also talking about relationships. The more you have of those things, the more impact you can have exponentially. And the more you'll grow, the more you elevate others to elevate yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's, let's, uh, let's go back to, you know, you made your first million, uh, I think a year out of, a year out of nine law months. School. Nine months. Don't cut me short, just, man. Just I'm like accelerator, that, man. Just man. Like that. <laughs> I'm accelerator. <laughs> okay. So, and then, uh, I know you kept, you kept growing from there. Um, kind of tell us a little bit about the process of, of that growth and what it led to and, the, the events that you went to to kind of bring you to the spot that you are now. You know, I think to get to the first million, I had a lot of sacrifice. I always tell people, if you understand acceleration and exponential growth, the continual growth, all of a sudden, when you make it, you're lucky, mm-hmm. right? You know, even nine months before I was a millionaire, most of my friends in law school, when I took the job to sell legal research online and my mom told me the internet was going to be a fad and all my other friends were like, you're not going to be a real lawyer. You know, a year later, Everybody wanted to work for me. Everybody was saying how lucky I was. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know what I did from the time I was five years old till the time I was 24 years old, you know, and a millionaire by 25. You know, it was continual, consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential of making money. Uh, and so money was my ends. I believe money bought happiness, rented happiness, created happiness. It was what drove me was making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And the difference was, I was willing to make money by manipulating people as well as trading uh, to get it. Meaning everything to me was a quid pro quo. The more I give, the more I get. I thought that was what was being a philanthropist was about, right? But it wasn't because that money just... It was, I lived not in a world of, you know, everything happening to me, but I thought I was an optimist because things happened for me, but I realized that money didn't even rent happiness, let alone buy it. In fact... I started buying all the wrong things, not just with my money, but with my time, surrounding myself with the wrong people, surrounding myself with the wrong ideas. You know, I wish there was as many podcasts as there are today because, you know, I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly putting a frequency out that attracts more that expands me and helps me elevate others. And they just weren't available. So I ended up going uh, onto the Silicon Valley, raising more money. I could attract money. It was a paradigm that I had in, in my being. You know, a lot of people don't have that paradigm, no matter what I teach them. Mm-hmm. If I can't shift their paradigm, their conscious, unconscious, and un- sorry, conscious, subconscious, and unconscious competency. If I can't shift that, their genetics and their unconscious energetics, they'll never be able to have wealth. Yeah. You could take all the money in the world right now, re- put it all into the desert, it'll redistribute itself eventually to the exact same people. 
And that's what I teach people to do so that they can be of service. What does being of service mean? Most people think when I tell them, you know, I live my life of service. I'm the CEO that travels around the world helping people. I think they think of me as like this corporate guy in a suit and tie walking the streets of Calcutta, giving away everything I have. Mm -hmm. That's not what it's about at all, right? That's not what it's about at all. For me, being of service is productive, providing value. Right, that's different than giving things away. Yeah. So I know uh, one of the things that that you say is you say, uh, well, two of the things. Well, first, the one is um, uh, every morning you wake up and you hope that uh, that the universe can put ten people in front of you that you can be of service to and you can help. Um, so we'll start at with least that one. minimums. At Remember, minimum. oh, yeah, always talk minimums. minimums when you're number. I want to make at least a million dollars. I'm going to make more than a million dollars. It's always minimums. Don't put a resistance. The universe doesn't understand the exactness. When you say, I want to make a million dollars, you're creating resistance. Mm-hmm. Why are you limiting yourself? Yeah. You know, even a billion dollars, why are you limiting yourself? So I say, may the universe provide me at least 10 people I can help today. Okay. Okay. So where did, um, where did this come from and, and how has it helped you? Well, that's a paradigm shift of understanding that things come through me, that if I had more opportunities to be of service unconditionally, not to give to get, not to, you know, give so that people brag about you or put your name up on a building or, you know, have you stand up to thank you at the gala because you donated the most money. That's where I used to live. Mm -hmm. I live of service in productivity and accessibility. So I live my life of value. And it came from the fact that I had to start trusting the universe. You know, it really did that I actually hit a point in my life where I had over a hundred million dollars in my portfolio. I was living my life in scarcity. There wasn't enough. No matter what I had, there wasn't enough. I always, now when I lost everything and through the process of losing everything, I learned that there's more than enough of everything and that I was going to live my life in abundance in value, in service, in productivity, and accessibility. Accessibility means that I'm accessible to other people. Mm -hmm. That's why I pray for at least 10 people that I can help. And two, it means that by being accessible, that I'm in the flow or the current where I get to access what I want rapidly and accurately. Mm -hmm. Now, when I'm manifesting or attracting or getting what I want, that doesn't mean I always understand that I I want it. And that's a big, see, once again, time comes into play. The infinite, the under, the infinite, ununderstandable time comes into play. So I'm putting full faith into I'm getting what I want. And so something comes that, that is unexpected to me. And immediately most people call it a struggle. They call it a challenge. They call it a mistake. They call it all these different things. Not in my mind, man. All it is is the universe knows more than me. And now when the universe provides me something that I want, that I didn't think I wanted, mm-hmm. my job is to figure out how it fits into what I want. Yeah. And I want to accelerate that. Yeah. Okay. And another thing I want to touch on or just let people know is like um, the accessibility part that you're talking about. Because I've contacted you lots of times. I remember the first time I reached out to you. I sent you a, a video most likely. You're like, oh, man, I love your energy. Responded right away. And one of the first things you said was like, how can I be of service to you? And to me, I was like, wow, like this is Dave Meltzer right now. And he's saying like, how can I be of service to you? I'm, I'm like, how can, how are you able to respond to so many people and, and, and be of service to so many people? Understanding time, right? I put 
the do it now system into place. I study my calendar. You know, it's so amazing. You know, I was with Bob Proctor, one of my mentors last night, mm-hmm. an extraordinary thought leader of this world who learned from people like Napoleon Hill and Nightingale, Earl Nightingale, like extraordinary brain, right? And he talked about the efficiency of time. And I told him, you know, I have a five minute phone call and a 20 minute meeting rule. I try efficiently to get back to everybody. Well, you know, he said, you know, I don't understand these guys that coach people for an hour. He goes, you're just visiting. You're not coaching, mm-hmm. you know? And so for me, if I'm of service, then I'm going to be of service to everyone. And I'm going to figure out not only how I can be of service, but how quickly I can be of service. Mm-hmm. So another thing that I want you to touch on too is, um, I think it's, you say like, you're going to give people a hundred dollars, uh, basically like a hundred dollars and you want to get back $20. Um, so if you can, if you could touch on that a little bit and, and just explain it a little further, that would be great. Yeah. I live my life energetically as well as materialistically with a 120 rule. So in order to do business with anyone, whether I'm doing a keynote speech or coaching somebody, a business coach, life coach, I want to make sure that I bring a hundred dollars of value. Mm-hmm. And only ask for 20 back, but it still asks for 20 back. So in essence, net, I'm giving $80. What happens with people is they are un, they're apologetic about the value they bring. They don't hold themselves with the investment that they've made in themselves. They don't liberate themselves with the light that they fulfilled themselves with. I'll give you an example. I'm business coaching one of uh, a gentleman, very successful gentleman. He has a, you know, a corporate executive workshop and coaching program and big fortune 500 clients. And he said to me, you know, I, I work with so many charities. I'm in all these organizations, my country club, and I'm always afraid to ask, you know, if anyone can help me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, you know, I just, I feel weird because it, you know, it's a charity I'm volunteering for. I'm playing golf. I said, man, I asked everyone how I can be of service, but also do you know anyone or anything that can help me? You know why? Because I know that if I'm asking them, Hey, you know, I want to do a speech at your company or do you know anyone that needs my coaching? I know one thing I'm giving a gift. Mm-hmm. Right. And I asked him, I said, what if I gave you a bag of hundred dollar bills and told you to go to your temple or your church and I hand everybody a hundred and say, I'll give you a hundred. If you give me 20 back, would you do that at your church? He goes, Oh my God, I'd love that. I said, well, that's what you're doing with the value that you provide with the service that you provide. Right. And why are we so ashamed? Why do we discount what we're doing if we truly believe and we're providing value? You know, whether you're a traffic cop or working behind, you know, a a counter at a bagel store or whatever it is, you got to bring it Mm -hmm. and you got to know energetically. When I walk into a family function, I, I have walked out of family functions when I don't get people to turn. If I don't have my nephews run in and give me a big hug, I would have left here today if the boys weren't excited to see me, right? When I meet Jaff and Z, if they weren't like up, I would have turned around, went outside, shifted my energy yeah. until I came back in and seen, hey, they know that I'm coming here with a hundred watts of energy and I'm only asking for 20 back. Okay, okay, okay. We appreciate Boom. it. We appreciate it. <laughs> okay, so I really like um, how you always talk about ask because a lot of people are scared to ask. I mean, I've been scared to ask lots of different things. I was scared to even ask you to come on the podcast. I can see that. But you, you, you're out here pushing me to, to ask you. So, um, Kind of, kind of speak a little bit more on, uh, on the, on the ask. Like if, if you don't ask, you're never going to receive. Of course not. If you don't ask, you don't get. 
Mm-hmm. And asking with value is giving. It's yeah. not taking. Yeah. Right. So you, I look at things and I said to myself yesterday, I'm driving back. You know, I, Bob Proctor is about 85 years old. We've had a three hour dinner together. I have sucked him for so much knowledge, et cetera. It's unbelievable. And I asked him, and I never would have done this before without the plaza. I said, Hey, Bob, can I take a few more moments? I'd like to get some content with you. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I'd like to get some of the things we talked about at dinner to share with everybody else. And before I'd have been embarrassed to ask, I'd yeah. have been ashamed to ask. I wouldn't have felt there was value. Now I feel like, Oh my God, what a gift. For both of us, how much value is this going to bring when people watch the video of Dave Meltzer and Bob Proctor together talking about shifting the paradigm and value and the service and all the things that we can help inspire people with? Man, I would have missed that opportunity. And Justin, my media guy, is like, oh, oh my gosh. He goes, this is what we live for. I go, I know. I wish people would know when they ask, you know, they call things work. Right. Cause I don't believe in work. I believe in activity I get paid for activity I don't get paid for. And I try to maximize the amount of activity I get paid for. Cause I know if I'm getting paid, I'm providing at least five times the value mm-hmm. for what I'm getting paid for. Yeah. So, and I know another thing, um, there was someone, there was someone that works in your company and he asked to go to the Playboy mansion and he got, and you said, ah, no worries. I'm going to hook you up. And then everybody else came to like, yo, how come we don't get to go? And you said, you said it's because it's because he asked. So when I read that, I'm like, that makes so much sense. Like we always wonder why we don't get things, but we're not taking the time or we're not getting the courage to go out there, to go out there and ask. Well, here's something to think about the most successful, competent, self-actualizing people are people that know how to get things, have things and give things. They got to where they're at by being of service, by understanding the power of the universe, by understanding the law of attraction Combined with action, which is the law of Goya, get off your ass. Mm. And here's the funny thing. We are most afraid to ask from the people who are most capable of helping us, where it's not a big deal. Like, I ask you right now, right? Hey, you know, can you give me two tickets to the Raptors tonight, right? You're going to be pressed. Now, you might do that for me, but somebody asked me for two tickets to the Raptors tonight. I have great capabilities. It's not that big of a deal. It's really not that big of a deal where it's a big deal. But here's the thing. A lot of people feel more comfortable asking people that can't or don't have the capability or it's a really big deal to ask. Mm -hmm. Instead of asking the people like me, hey, you want to go to the Playboy Mansion? Look, it's one phone call. Mm -hmm. And if 20 of them would have come in, I would have made the same phone call and just emailed over 20 names for the list. Right? But yet... They're too afraid to ask me. But meanwhile, they went around my company. Just so you know, they went around my company, those other people that, that didn't ask. And they say, what do you think? Would Dave let me go to the Playboy Mansion? And the other employees are saying, yeah, just ask him. And mm-hmm. still they didn't ask. Oh, man. I tell people all the time, if my doors open, come in. Come learn from me. I got a huge desk that's a conference table on purpose so you can learn. I got places on the floor. I got extra seats. Come in and learn. But I can't tell you how many people when I do an extra interview for my internships, what's your number one regret? Oh, I didn't ask to come in your room. I'm like, ask to come in my room. The door is open. I, you know, we are in our own way, man. Give people the pleasure of helping you. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. So we're getting close to the end of the podcast. I know, man, he's just bringing that fire, bringing that heat. So 
where can people find you? I'm, you can be found pretty much everywhere. The <laughs> podcast is hot. I'll be fire. found on Make your sure on your that. podcast. Yeah, that's where I can continual <laughs> growth. Hot fire. No, uh, you know, at David Meltzer, LinkedIn's David Meltzer. You can you can find me. Uh, I am David Meltzer online mostly. Uh, my uh, website is D Meltzer, first initial last name dmeltzer.com. There is a Dave Meltzer also. Mm-hmm. That's a wrestling Dave Meltzer. I am not him. I love when people, <laughs> the haters out there, are like, "Man, you know nothing about Stone Cold Steve Austin or something." I'm like. Well, you don't even know who I am, brother. I am not the wrestling Dave Meltzer. I am the motivational thought leader, the inspirational, the service, the man. My name actually means, by the way, David means beloved. And my name, Meltzer, my last name means waiter or servant. So I actually was born a beloved servant. And that's how I'm going to live my life. And that's why I'm here with you guys. And I'll come back every time I'm here to meet with you, to do content, to do your podcast. The only thing I ask is please share my content and do good deeds for other people and you pay it forward and don't forget me when you're famous please don't forget me when you're famous okay okay thank you so much for coming on the episode we're not finished yet good good i'm here you gotta leave us with um what's like one piece of advice for anybody that's listening to this podcast to help them to be able to start moving the needle forward at a faster pace or even if they're if it's not moving forward just get it moving forward well perspective is everything right the six inches between our ears approximately is the most powerful space that you own. And too many people allow the ego to sit in that space. The truth sits in that space. And what I tell everyone is there one way to control your perspective so that everything is better. Everything is brighter. Everything has faith and hope and carries you in an accelerated, exponential, continual growth. And that's gratitude. Gratitude is the keeper of all perspective. If you can learn two powerful words in radical humility to be thankful, to say thank you for everything and challenge yourself when things happen that you don't understand, right? The things that we sometimes define as struggles, challenges, problems, they're not. Two simple words will change every situation in your life to the positive, will put you on a path, a trajectory to your potential that will allow you to enjoy the consistent, everyday, persistent pursuit of that potential. And that's two words, thank you. So the best piece of advice that I can give you is to be kind to your future self by simply saying thank you as much as you can. And I always say lower the bar. So if you're gonna be grateful, at least say thank you before you go to bed so you're programming your conscious, subconscious, and unconscious mind every night for the six to 10 hours or 12 hours you may sleep. And then when you wake up, let it be the first two words right up to whatever you believe in just thank you because you have to be grateful every day to open your eyes and you know just saying thank you for that you you know faith is the connector to everything and faith carries one currency and that's gratitude people listen to gratitude it will change everything that's the best piece of advice that i'll continually give for the rest of my life okay 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 (laughs) all right so Dave, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're extremely grateful for you being here. Justin, thanks a lot also. Um, guys, you heard it here. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it. Make sure to follow Dave. Subscribe to his newsletter. You're going to be getting lots and lots of good content. And until next week, kill every day and own your fucking life. Bless up. Bless up.